This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Stories of Mahabharata Retold by Shudipta Bhaumik Welcome dear friends to another episode of The Stories of Mahabharata in the last episode, we heard how Duryodhana was humiliated in the Palace of Illusions. We also heard of Shakuni and Duryodhana's plan to challenge Yudhishthira to a game of dice and win all his possessions. Following Dhritarashtra's command, Vidura arrived in Indraprastha. The Pandavas were delighted to see their uncle after a long time. They greeted him and offered him their respects by washing his feet with perfumed water. Yudhishthira invited Vidura to his private chamber and offered him his seat. The maids brought food and drink for the tired guest. But Yudhishthira noticed that Vidura was not his usual self. He asked, Uncle, you look depressed. What happened? What's bothering you? Is everything fine in Hastinapur? Please tell me. Vidura stood up from his seat and said, O King Yudhishthira, I come here as the emissary of King Tritarashtra of Hastinapur. He has built a new assembly hall, which is just as beautiful as yours. He invites you and your brothers to visit Hastinapur and inaugurate the hall by playing a friendly game of dice with Duryodhana. Yudhishthira felt something was not quite right. He said, But uncle, gambling always results in controversy and dispute. An intelligent man should always stay away from such games. Don't you think so? Vidura sighed and said, I know, gambling always leads to misery and destruction. I tried to dissuade Dhritarashtra from this dangerous game, but he didn't listen and forced me to come here. You are a wise and learned man. Do whatever you think is best. Yudhishthira thought for a while and then said, Whatever may be the consequence, I cannot refuse an invitation from King Dhritarashtra. We will leave for Hastinapur tomorrow. Draupadi would also accompany us. 
The following day, the Pandavas left for Hastinapur. When they arrived at the palace, they were greeted with pomp and grandeur. As they entered through the palace doors, conch shells rang out. Beautiful maidens showered flower petals and sprinkled rose water on them. The ministers greeted them with flower garlands. Bhishma embraced the five brothers. Drona and Kripa also hugged their favorite pupils. Duryodhana, Dusashana and Shakuni also extended a warm welcome to their arch-rivals with folded palms. But as the Pandavas walked by, Duryodhana felt the pang of jealousy once again burning inside him. He looked at Draupadi and remembered how she laughed at him when he was humiliated in the palace of illusions. The Pandava brothers, along with Draupadi, then proceeded to meet Dhritarashtra and Gandhari in their private chambers. Dhritarashtra rose up to welcome them. Come, come my dear nephews, how I miss you all. I am glad you accepted my invitation. Yudhishthira touched his feet to pay his respect. Bhima, Arjuna, Nakula, Shahadeva and Draupadi followed. Dhritarashtra blessed them by kissing their foreheads. Yudhishthira said, O uncle, how could we not accept your invitation? Besides, Hastinapur is our home and you are our family. It always feels good to come back to our home. The Pandavas also paid their respects to Gandhari the Queen Mother. Gandhari blessed them and asked the maids to show the Pandavas their quarters. Dhritarashtra said, Boys, you must be tired after this long journey. Take rest. Tomorrow we will inaugurate the assembly hall with your game of dice. The next morning, Yudhishthira, along with his four brothers, arrived at the assembly hall. The hall indeed was a spectacle. Built with marble and precious stones, the hall included an arena at the centre where sports activities could take place. The arena was surrounded with ornate thrones for the spectators to sit and watch the games. Huge columns supported the crystal roof through which bright sunlight flowed in and washed the interiors. The Pandavas were impressed by their craftsmanship. They stepped into the arena and found Duryodhana and Shakuni waiting for them. Duryodhana led Yudhishthira to the center stage where a dice board and a pair of dice was placed. Yudhishthira said, The game of dice is wrought with treachery and sin. The game doesn't demand any Kshatriya valor. It is unethical and immoral. There is no glory in deceit. I request you, please, do not try to defeat us by unfair means. Shakuni smiled and said, <laughs> Yudhishthira, one who is skilled in the game can handle its idiosyncrasies, including the tricks employed by artful players. You are an experienced player, and it is Duryodhana who runs the risk of losing the game because of your skillful play. We still would like to play. Yudhishthira replied, I do not want to win wealth or happiness by unfair means. A skilled and clever player should never indulge in deceit and fraud. 
Shakuni said, Yudhishthira, even the learned pundits use deceit and clever tricks to defeat their opponents in a debate. Such trickery is acceptable and is never looked down upon. But if you feel uncomfortable and scared, then you can withdraw yourself from the game. Yudhishthira could feel the mockery in Shakuni's voice. He looked into Shakuni's eyes and said, Once I accept a challenge, I never withdraw. So, who am I supposed to play with? Duryodhana? You will play against me, right? Duryodhana said, Yes, I'll make the bets. But Uncle Shakuni will roll the dice on my behalf. Yudhishthira suspected this, but it was too late to do anything about it. He only said, I don't think it is appropriate for someone to play the game on behalf of another person. But anyway, if that's what you want, so be it. Yudhishthira sat down in front of the board. Bhima, Arjuna, Nakul and Sahadeva sat behind him. Opposite to Yudhishthira sat Duryodhana and Shakuni. Dushasana and the other Kaurava brothers sat behind them. In the meantime, the Kuru elders entered the hall and took their seats. Dhritarashtra sat on a huge golden throne in the centre of the hall. Vidura, Bhishma, Drona and Kripa followed Dhritarashtra and took their respective seats. None of them looked happy and it was quite obvious that they were just following orders against their will. Dhritarashtra raised his hands and said, Let the game begin. Yudhishthira was given the honour to declare his bet first. He took off a necklace from around his neck and placed it on the board. My necklace is adorned with the precious gem that was fetched from the depths of the sea. It is invaluable. I bet this necklace. What do you bet, Duryodhana? Duryodhana said, I bet all my gems and jewels. Shakuni picked up the pair of dice from the board, closed his eyes and rolled them in his palms. And then he threw them to the board and yelled, I win! Indeed, the dice rolled into the board and stopped with their winning number facing the top. Yudhishthira looked at Shakuni and said, Uncle, you have tricked me this time, but you can't do this forever. Now I bet a thousand chests filled with gold. Let's see if you can win this. Shakuni again rolled the dice and yelled, I win! And Yudhishthira lost his bet. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yudhishthira then said, Now, I bet my golden chariot that brought me here, along with the eight powerful horses who pulled the chariot. With a flick of his wrist, Shakuni won them all. Yes! By now, Yudhishthira was sucked into the game. One by one, he bet all his possessions. One hundred thousand of his most beautiful and skilled maids. One hundred thousand skilled servants. One thousand elephants. Ten thousand war chariots with their charioteers. Sixty thousand soldiers and many, many other riches. Shakuni won them all and like an addict, Yudhishthira kept on betting. Vidura couldn't keep quiet any longer. He stood up and said, O King Dhritarashtra, I implore you to stop this farce. I know, just as a sick person in deathbed hates to take his medicines, you will also hate my words. But still, I would say what is must. Your son Duryodhana is about to bring in the greatest misfortune in your family. Just as the Vrishnis and Vojas abandoned their evil king Kansa and employed his nephew Krishna to kill him, you should order Arjuna to kill Duryodhana right now. Death of this sinner can only bring peace and prosperity to the Kauravas. Sacrifice your evil son Duryodhana and win over the Pandavas. O king, remember, it is better to sacrifice a member of the family to save the entire clan. Give up a family to save the village. Give up a village to save the country and give up the world to save oneself. I know, I know you are rejoicing your son's victory. But let me warn you, Duryodhana's actions will soon result in an unavoidable and dangerous conflict. The Pandavas are calm now. But when they lose their patience, how would you stop them from destroying your family? Save yourself, O king. Don't make the Pandavas your enemy. Duryodhana was not pleased to hear such harsh criticism. He called out, Uncle Vidura, you never liked us and have always been critical of us. You think we are fools and we don't know what's right for us? Listen to me. You are wrong. And don't try to guide us. We are only guided by the Almighty who controls every being in this universe, no one else. We have been patient with you. But now, you must stop acting like our guardian. It is said, one should not give shelter to someone who favors the enemy. Uncle, if you hate us, you may leave Hastinapur and go wherever you like. Vidura said, Prince Duryodhana, I know you hate me just as much as a young bride hates her old husband. Fair enough. I won't give you any more advice. Now on, if you need any advice about any issue, ask the fools who try to please you. It is rare to find people who would either listen to or speak the unpalatable truth. King Dhritarashtra, 
I have always wished well for the descendants of King Vichitravirya. But I'll not speak anymore. Let matters take their inevitable course. Vidura sat down and looked the other way, while Duryodhana and Shakuni resumed their game. Shakuni said, Well, King Yudhishthira, you have lost a lot of your wealth. Do you have anything left to bet? Yudhishthira said, I have a lot more. I will bet again and win back everything I lost. I bet, I bet all the livestock I own. All my properties on the eastern side of the river Sindh, villages, towns, cities, agricultural land, I bet everything. But once again, Shakuni won them all. Yudhishthira then bet the jewellery and expensive costumes of all the Pandava princes. Shakuni won them all and laughed at Yudhishthira. He said, <laughs> so, so Yudhishthira, do you want to quit now? Yudhishthira looked up. He was trembling in humiliation. His eyes bloodshot. With a cracked voice he said, No, I don't quit so easy. I will win. Shakuni laughed and said, <laughs> But what do you have to bet? You have lost everything. Yudhishthira said, No, no I didn't. He touched the shoulder of his youngest brothers, Nakula and Sahadeva. He said, Shakuni, you see my gallant brothers Nakula and Sahadeva? They are like my two eyes. I bet them. Shakuni said, Very well. He picked up the dice and rolled them and once again yelled, I win! Yudhishthira sat stunned while Duryodhana and Dusashana broke into a loud applause and cheered Shakuni for his unbeatable skills. Shakuni picked up the dice and said, Yudhishthira, I have won your dear brothers Nakula and Sahadeva. But Bhima and Arjuna must be dearer to you than the twins. After all, Nakula and Sahadeva are your half-brothers, right? Yudhishthira said, You fool! You want to create a divide between us brothers, don't you? Shakuni grinned and said, Pardon me, pardon me, O king. The game has intoxicated me and I have lost control over my tongue. During gambling, people say the darndest things. Never mind them. Do you want to continue? Yudhishthira glanced at Arjuna and said, One who leads us to victory in battle... One who is the most gallant warrior and the sharpest archer of all. One who could never be placed as a bet. I bet him, my dear brother Arjuna. Shakuni rolled the dice and yelled, I win! I win, Prince Arjuna! The Kauravas broke into a thunderous applause. They jumped out of their seats and came down dancing to the arena. Shakuni raised his hand to stop them. He then said, What next? Yudhishthira still did not quit. He said, Now I bet the strongest person in the world, one who can destroy an entire enemy with his bare hands, one who is beyond any bet. My dear brother Bhima. 
Once again, Shakuni rolled the dice and won Bhima. But this time, the entire hall became silent. Is this the end of the game? The great emperor Yudhishthira has lost everything. He is a pauper now. What would he bet next? Shakuni said, Should we call it a day now? Or do you have anything left to bet? Yudhishthira said, I have myself. I bet me now. Try and win me. And Shakuni won him too. The crowd went berserk. Yudhishthira and the Pandava brothers are now the slaves of Duryodhana. This was something they could never dream of. Bhishma, Drona, Kripa sat like stone figures. They lost their ability to speak or comment. The five disgraced brothers sat with their heads down and waited for the command from their master. Only Bhima kept growling in frustration and anger. But the wild cries of the Kaurava brothers drowned his faint protest. Shakuni sat quiet and looked at Yudhishthira with a crooked smile on his face. When the cries died down a little, he said, Yudhishthira, it is unfair to lose yourself in a bet when you still own something precious. Yudhishthira didn't quite grasp what Shakuni meant. Shakuni said, you have not lost your beautiful wife Panchali yet. Why don't you bet her and free yourself? For a while, Yudhishthira couldn't speak. He stared at the dice board in front of him with a vacant look while the audience sat still holding their breath. They felt something ominous was about to happen right before their eyes. Little later, Yudhishthira raised his head and said, one who's neither too short nor too tall. One who is neither too dark nor too fair. One who is neither thin nor fat. One who has the most beautiful curly hair, whose eyes are like lotus petals, who is as fragrant as the lotus flower. One who is as beautiful as goddess Lakshmi. One who is the most erudite and articulate of all. I bet her. Our wife, Draupadi. The audience gasped to hear this. How could Yudhishthira bet his wife? Yudhishthira, who's supposed to be the wisest of all, who's supposed to stay calm and steady in the fiercest of battles, has he lost his mind? Bhishma, Drona and Kripa were sweating on their seats, while Vidura hid his face with his hands. Only the blind king Dhritarashtra couldn't contain himself. He kept on asking, Who won? Who won? Shakuni picked up the pieces. He looked around him. Duryodhana sitting next to him with a smug smile on his face. Dusashana almost drooling in lust. Opposite to him, behind Yudhishthira, sat the Pandava brothers with their heads down, eyes closed and their face flushed in shame and disgrace. And Yudhishthira sat with his eyes fixed on the board, as if he was using all his willpower to make the board favor him one last time. Shakuni raised his hand and rolled the pieces in his palms. 
The pieces rattled as Shakuni shook them in his hand. And then with a loud crash, they landed on the board and rolled off to the edge before stopping. Shakuni yelled, I win! 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 The Stories of Mahabharata is written, directed and told by Shudipta Bomek. Audio engineering, original music and sound design by Avi Ziv. The podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons non-commercial license. Find us online at facebook.com slash Mahabharata podcast. Join the group for updates and news. Subscribe to the podcast using iTunes or any podcast catcher. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And now for some late-breaking news. The podcast is also available as a book, Dwapar Kata, The Stories of Mahabharata, published by HarperCollins, India. 